morning, Mr. Monroe. Oh, good morning. Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Monroe. What? Yes, indeed. Merry Christmas to you, too. Sure enjoyed your cartoons and your writing this year. That stuff of yours gets better all the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. One of the first signs that Christmas is upon us is when your basic garden variety milkman barely civil for 50 weeks of the year becomes a fawning hypocrite, a milk-bearing Uriah Heap. A sudden expert literary critic, founder of the John Monroe Fan Clubs of America. <laughs> yes, sir, Christmas is at our throats again. Not that I have anything against Christmas or what it stands for. You can prove it by buying our daughter Lydia a present. Get some money off my dresser and buy her a gift. That's cowardly, John. Cowardly. I've never denied that. This is my world. And welcome to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Lorraine Newman, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, you want to remind her that we will play more of her conversation with Emmy Award winner Ron Bacon later on in this hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we will shift gears this segment as we take a look at the life and career of another Emmy Award winner, that being character actor William Wyndon. William Wyndon, the avuncular-looking character actor who won an Emmy Award for his leading role in my world and welcome to it the short-lived series from 1969 based on the humor of james thurber william windham also starred opposite inger stevens in the 1960s sitcom the farmer's daughter and then about two decades later opposite angela lansbury in murder she wrote in between and beyond those roles william windham appeared in a host of other TV series including Dallas, The Twilight Zone, Star Trek, The Fugitive Night Gallery, and the FBI. Joining us now is Jenna Frisbee. Jenna is a two-time Emmy-nominated producer and journalist who owns and runs an excellent tribute site devoted to William Wyndon, which you can find at williamwyndon.com. She is also producing a series of documentaries about Wyndham based on interviews with people who worked with Wyndham. Jenna Frisbee, welcome to our program. Thank you, Ed. Thanks for having me. What first sparked your interest in William Wyndham? Well, I remember seeing him on just about everything, like you had mentioned previously, most notably Murder, she wrote. And, you know, I really enjoyed the character he played, and I was really interested in seeing uh, what other roles he had done. So I had gone on the Internet and looked it up, and then, there were so many, probably more than 250, so then I just kind of continued doing the research, and you know, I'm still doing it. One of the things I like about William Wyndham, and I have at least one other colleague who likes him for much the same reason, is that not only was he the type of actor who could play both comedy and drama equally effectively, but even if he were in a dramatic role, 
he could convey both good qualities and villainous qualities so that uh, d- depending on what show you're watching you weren't you may not always have been sure whether he was a good guy or a bad guy until halfway through the episode right he had the nickname as Willie the Weeper because he could cry on cue and he used to joke that in World War II he was a good machine gunner but you know he could cry at Swan Lake and he loved playing the bad guy and he was very observant. What I learned from him uh, outside the acting field is that he was so observant, brilliant man, and he could watch people and he could take something from somebody, you know, and, and really kind of get into the psyche of a character and either make him um, like a quiet villain or a raving maniac. He, he, he had that knack. Yeah, you mentioned he had a built-in intelligence to him. He had a high IQ from a very young age, I understand. He was also Mensa, but it also helped, I would think, that he was naturally an extrovert. Yes, yes. He he loved meeting people. He loved corresponding with, with fans and, you know, again, doing some research. People would say they wrote a letter to him, and he would write a postcard back or, or a little bit of a, a letter back to them. He loved, he really loved talking with people. He really loved talking with people, and Jenna just alluded, a lot of times his experiences meeting different people, he would draw from uh, for his various roles, whether he was acting on television, whether he was acting on the stage, whether he was acting on radio. Jenna Frisbee is on the line with us. She owns and runs the William Wyndham tribute site, williamwyndham.com, the most comprehensive source you'll ever find on the life and career of one of the most prolific actors, especially in the history of television. Jenna's website includes a comprehensive listing of William Wyndham's work in movies, television, radio, the stage, uh, as well as insight from people such as Ron Masek and other actors who worked with William Wyndham, plus quotes, photos, and a lot of interesting factoids. William Wyndham dot com William Wyndham dot com. Did you ever cross paths with William Wyndham? No, unfortunately, I I didn't. Uh, he passed away in in 2012, and you know I just really discovered him in depth about a year ago. So wow. <laughs> Wish I had the opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, we we should mention that uh, in one of her previous lives, Jenna Frisbee was a news rep- uh, news producer and a news journalist. So it's not surprising that uh, she was able to do a deep dive and become as expert as uh, on, on the life of William Wyndham as she has over the past years, because one of the skills that you learn as a journalist is where to find information, where to find it quickly, and to become as knowledgeable on a subject as you can. Exactly, exactly. I've been able to reach out to some of the people who worked with him over the years, like Mickey Sholdar, who played his older son in the TV show The Farmer's Daughter. I've also spoken with Rosemary Forsythe, Wonderful, wonderful one, both of them wonderful people, who actually starred in a pilot show with Bill in 1971 called Is There a Doctor in the House? So that's been great. I reached out to a few of his relatives about my documentaries, and they said they were open to 
speaking with me about him. It's been amazing. WilliamWyndham.com, WilliamWyndham.com. Jenna Frisbee is the owner and creator and uh, everything in between at WilliamWyndham.com. Comprehensive listing of William Wyndham's career in radio, TV, theater, and the stage. Jenna is also working on a couple of documentaries about uh, William Wyndham, but hopefully we'll see a fruition. It's interesting. For people like you and me and the vast majority of our listeners who grew up with television, William Wyndham was just one of those ubiquitous actors. He was on everything. He was not only on everything, he was good. Whatever they asked him to do, he would make it singular. And even though he modestly described himself as a journeyman actor, I'm really glad that you've done this project, and then if if, if all goes well, we'll have a documentary on William Wyndham. Yes, absolutely. He was. Uh, he certainly was one of a kind, and going through all the research and watching his roles and reading different things about him, you can't find one bad word about him as far as professionalism on screen and off screen. People love working with him. Do you have a favorite William Wyndham role or series or guest appearance? I do like watching The Farmer's Daughter because he had such great chemistry with Inger Stevens, and he always mentioned that. And they used to like to tease each other on camera because it was so strict back then as far as portraying this sort of relationship the two characters had where she was a governess living in his house. Yeah, He was a widower, and... There was that sort of, you know, is there any hanky-panky going on? So he and Ingrid used to sort of make little jokes, and it kind of got past screen gems and sort of made it on the film. So that's fun. Yeah, it was, even though it aired in the mid-1960s, it was really a 1950s type of relationship, at least a 1950s TV type of relationship, in that it was understood that everything was very chaste because that's the way television liked to present themselves back then. Yeah, and like I said, it was just it was just a great relationship, and um, I know he wasn't too big of a fan of the character too much. He said it was sort of boring, but I just think he, it showed his comedy timing, his uh, dramatic side as well, and the same thing for Ingrid Stevens too. Yeah, but this this is just something I'm gleaning just from reading. All the I mean, if if you go to WilliamWyndham.com, there's about there's easily about 40 pages of factoids and a lot of direct quotes from William Wyndham himself. So you, if you spend a couple hours just reading that section of Jenna's site, you'll come away with at least a little understanding and a little insight as to what made him tick. And my takeaway, Jenna, and it'd be interesting to see how this aligns with you, is that when he describes some of his, you know, like, for example, the character he played on Farmer's Daughter, it may not have been a stretch for him as an actor, but I think that just stems from the fact that, as we mentioned before, he was a man of great intelligence. There was sort of a restless nature to him. If he was given a questionnaire, he would often stop answering after about 10 questions because there's no challenge to that to him. So I'm, I'm guessing that may have been what was going on when he describes you know, certain characters the way he did. Yeah, I think you've hit it on the head. To him, he never thought of acting as as work. He was almost like a kid in a candy store. He never turned down a role of anything except for deodorant commercials. <laughs> and I think when he could be the most outrageous, that's when he had fun. I think especially when they did a lot of the dream sequence episodes in Farmer's Daughter and even a few in 
my world and welcome to it, where he could really just kind of no holds barred, just said, okay, go with it and run with it. Let's see what you come up with. And I think that's when he had the most fun. I understand that uh, he was particularly proud of my world and welcome to it, not just because, well, I was going to say, not just because he won the Emmy, but there's some interesting thing I learned about what he thought about the Emmy Award itself uh, uh, in, in just saying. But, but the fact that he was a lifelong scholar of Thurber, you know, that made that experience more personal to him. Right. He mentioned that he, he'd grown up reading The New Yorker and reading the cartoons and the musings of James Thurber. And then when he kind of joked about how he got the role, it was sort of a roundabout way. He was in another completely different TV show playing a homosexual jewel smuggler. And the creator of the show was also creating, uh, was actually producing the uh, My World and Welcome to It. So I guess Bill in the other show and said, let's put him in the role of John Monroe and and the rest is history. Yeah, that producer was the great Sheldon Leonard. And and, and as you quote Bill himself on WilliamWyndham.com, Jenna, a lot of times that's how you get noticed, uh, particularly in television. The producer sees you in one show, and in, 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 in this case, one of his other shows that was on the air, and that's how he left an imprint. Right. And he, you know, he really, he was really, really proud of my world and welcome to it. And I've talked with fans on the internet and there are so many people out there that really love the show or I remember watching it when I was a kid. So there was that niche out there for it, but Unfortunately, it only lasted the one season. Yeah, well, uh, as I recall, I mean, I watched it. I really liked it when it was on, uh, but we had two sets at the time. And as I recall, my dad was watching Gunsmoke in the other room. So, you know, (laughs) unfortunately, a lot of other people were watching Gunsmoke at the time. So it it was tough competition, but it was a fun show. And I believe Jenna has a YouTube channel in conjunction with the William Wyndham tribute site and i believe jenna has links to some of the episodes of my world and welcome to it that are available on youtube that you can still enjoy today you can enjoy a host of photos and factoids and direct quotes and other special features related to william windham at williamwindham.com williamwindham.com jenna frisbee is the owner and creator of WilliamWyndham.com. It's interesting, if you were a movie character, Jenna, if you were a movie character, we would say that you have an interesting story arc because in addition to being uh, working in TV news, which you did for many years, prior to that, you were a food scientist, and then after that, you, you worked in massage therapy. So how did you go from food scientist to TV news to massage therapy? Uh, well, I've loved TV um, for as long as I can remember. I remember bringing in my playpen at around age three and watching TV in the late 70s. My parents named me after a child in a television commercial, so I guess it was in my blood. And I liked science and thought that would be the best way to go and just have TV as a hobby. You know, before the Internet, mm-hmm. it was just magazines and VHS tapes. And then I got sick of being a food scientist and said, "My, I think this time, go for it and see if I could do entertainment news and went to school for journalism. And then it got a little crazy in the earlier part of uh, the century uh, with everything that was happening around 2008 that I said, 
I think I need a switch to something a little bit more relaxing and less hectic, and I became a massage therapist, and my mom really was an influence on that because she had cancer, diagnosed with cancer at the time, and I wanted to work with cancer patients, so that's where I'm at now. Well, and the great thing about where you're at right now is you're doing something you enjoy doing, but you're able to draw from the experience of your other career and the skills you learned there to build this wonderful website, which Jenna did in the past year. So it's pretty amazing. WilliamWyndham.com, everything you want to know about WilliamWyndham.com. We mentioned in our open, Jenna is also producing a series of documentaries on William Wyndham based on interviews with people who worked with him. I realize you may not be able to tell too much about those projects right now, but what can you share at this time? I'm trying to make the documentaries, uh, mini documentaries, based on the decade and, and sort of being able to focus on what Bill was known for, say, for the 60s and, you know, sort of hone in on Farmer's Daughter and then turn towards my interview with Mickey Shuldar and how he shares his experience and then go for the 70s, 80s. Uh, right into the 2000s, and hopefully get a little personal insight, uh, which I'm hoping his family can share as well, so we can see a little bit of the actor and the man. Okay, so this could be a series of short films versus a 90-minute film. Right, exactly. Okay, well, hey, that could be perfect, because a lot of times, especially with digital media, content that is shorter is often better and goes a lot further in terms of finding a wider audience. So that may very well be the right strategy to do. Yeah, like I said, that's what I'm envisioning now. But, you know, like anything else, things can change the drop of a hat, you know? Well, in the meantime, you can check out WilliamWyndham.com, everything you want to know about William Wyndham. Is there any one thing about William Wyndham's life or career that you learned over the past year that surprised you? That's a tough one. It's funny, a lot of people hearken on his personal life, and he used to joke because he was married five times and had four children and plus two stepdaughters, and he used to say when he was quoted in magazines that he was married multiple times and it made him sound fickle, and he really wasn't, and he really was a very hands-on dad, even though he traveled a lot, uh, very proud of his children. So that's nice to hear, you know of an actor of his caliber being able to stay in touch with the family side. Yeah, the word that kept popping into my head was bohemian. Not not just because it was the 70s, you know, but he, he, he lived a sort of a untraditional lifestyle, at least in terms of he was not into fashion, he was not into fancy cars, he liked to live on the beach and would hang out in a in T-shirt, uh, and, and, and swimming trunks, if he could, which which is not the image you, you see when you think of some of his other roles because he played a lot of button-down business people in the dramatic shows that he did. So there's sort of a bohemian element to him, but at the same time, as, as you mentioned, he was a very good father and very grounded in a lot of other ways. Yes, yes. He uh, loved his family, loved to sail, loved playing chess. I think he, he said, you know, if he had a choice, it would be sleeping in chess, you know. He just, and he's a very high scorer in chess, around 1600s, I think, was his average score. So Yeah, I've, I have read, and you confirmed this, Jenna, that he had a little portable uh, chess 
game that he would take with him, not only when he did his traveling one-man show on James Thurber, but whenever he did um, guest star roles from one set to another in between setups, he would he would engage whoever was willing in a quick game of chess. Yes, yes. On the set, I think I have a picture of him from an episode of Gallant Men where he's they're probably setting up a shot and he's playing his chess game. If he was flying, I read that he would engage someone sitting next to him on the plane with his portable chess set. It's, oh, yeah. it, it's a good thing he played for free because if, if there was money involved, he would probably wipe a lot of people out because that's how good he was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> about a side business. Yeah, very, very much so. Very much so. Jenna Frisbee is a two-time Emmy-nominated writer, a producer, and journalist who owns and runs WilliamWyndham.com. WilliamWyndham.com, comprehensive tribute site to uh, the Emmy award-winning actor jenna also producing a series of documentaries about william wyndham jenna keep us posted on the progress of your william wyndham documentary projects i'd love to continue this conversation another time in tv confidential absolutely thanks for having me we'll play more of our conversation with emmy award winner ron bacon when we come back on tv confidential this portion of tv confidential is brought to us by our friends at front porch realty group the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.